You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Welcome to Alaska's Political Pipeline. David Bernkopf here, joined by my co-host, Rebecca Polsha. And we have some interesting things to talk about today. We're going to start talking about homelessness, Mm -hmm. because that's a topic that seems to never go away. And it's interesting. We happen to be, as an investigative unit now, you, me, and Mike Mason are working on a series of pieces that will air at the end of August. Uh, solutions-oriented, what works, what doesn't work, what are other cities doing. But in the middle of working on this, the mayor of Anchorage, Dave Bronson, caused a little controversy. Certainly did. National news. National news. And you heard something on the radio, didn't you? Or you heard about (laughs) something on the radio that triggered all this. Yep. I had drinks with someone who was listening to the Bob and Mark show on K-Whale. And he told me that the mayor was talking on that show about... um, uh, blind one-way plane tickets to ship people out who didn't want to, who are homeless in Anchorage. Just give them a one-way plane ticket. One-way plane ticket. And you, I remember we talked about this. We were wondering, well, was that serious or not? So you sent an yeah. email. So I, I was asking. This is like right, right before I went on vacation. So I sent an email to Bob Lester and his co-host Brock and uh, asked for a copy of it. So I was looking at, it and then I went on vacation. But you also asked the mayor's people. And they asked the mayor's people, and they said, yeah, it was called uh, compassion tickets. Compassion tickets. And it turns out the city has already done that for a few people. Um, And the idea is, you know, for those people who want to leave town, it's cheaper Mm -hmm. to buy them a plane ticket than to house them, emergency shelters, food, all that stuff. Now, we then... Mike Mason and I did an interview with the mayor that will be used in our series. And the topic came up. We didn't even really raise it. And the mayor says to us, I know it's kind of a crazy idea, mm-hmm. but what am I supposed to do? People are dying on the streets. We've had a, already a record number of what they call outdoor deaths. And he said, I'm just trying to save lives. And this is a way to save lives. Mm-hmm. But that was not something that went over well, either in Los Angeles or Hawaii. The LA Times had a big op-ed that was critical of the mayor, right? Yeah. And elected officials in Houston said, uh, elected officials in Hawaii said, don't send people here, that's wrong. And elected officials in Houston told us for our story, that's really a gimmick, that doesn't solve anything. Right. But the mayor insisted that it was a small part of a plan and that he was going to continue it. Well, when I was looking, when I was listening to your interview with him, he, it felt like he felt like that was his only choice. That's how he cast yeah, it. It's that's how he cast do it. this yeah. or you're going to have more people die. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't know 
whether people have taken him up on this latest offer, but we do know that other cities and states don't seem to appreciate the idea of Anchorage sending homeless people to their communities, warm weather or not. Now, there was one other thing regarding the homeless situation, and that was that there was a big announcement uh, a couple of weeks ago, another uh, motel conversion was accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more units were opened up. Golden Lion lease was finalized. And the folks involved in homelessness response here, the mayor, the assembly, and uh, the coalition and other agencies were very proud to announce that by this time next year, they expect to have 350 what they call permanent housing units, mostly motel conversions, up and running. So that is progress. Um, something. It's something. <laughs> and we, you know, it's something, it is something concrete that everyone wants to take credit for, and we won't get into dividing the credit today, but it was an accomplishment, and it should be noted. Now, let us move on to the official start of election season Oh, my season gosh. Can you here. believe we're there again? We're We're there. You know, I, this will be my first election, but election is in April, right? Uh-huh. So we yep. have, I can't do my math this quickly, <laughs> but whatever it is, eight months, something like that. Can you do the math on that one? April, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the math it, It's a little more than half a year away. <laughs> and Ivan Moore issued a, a uh, poll last week. Which is kind of interesting. What did that? What does that poll show? You have the numbers in front of you. Yeah. So we've got what is it? Uh, Bronson at thirty three percent. Susan LaFrance twenty. Chris Tuck thirteen. Bill Falsey nine. Bill Pop eight. Undecided sixteen. Okay. So I don't. I I don't really know Bill Falsey. Who is he? Bill Falsey. He worked for. Oh gosh, I think it was Berkowitz. He's oh, a, so he was a, a Democrat. He's a Democrat, yeah. And he was in a previous administration. Yeah. Bill Pop was the guy who just is now leaving AEDC. Right. And so, and very, um, all these people are pretty are well known. You know, there's, um, it would, it seems like you know, like a smart race starting up. All the people involved in this. Um, I'm, I'm curious. My, I think, you know, I see a lot of like, Democraty kind of leaning areas, I am super curious to see, will anyone from a traditional Republican background jump into this race? To challenge the To challenge the mayor. Because the mayor, at 33% as an incumbent, what Ivan Moore said on his Twitter feed, or whatever you call it these days. (laughs) X or whatever. Yeah, X X Twitter. (laughs) X, X marks the spot. He said that his polling shows that the mayor's negatives right now are so high that if there was a coalition around another candidate, that person would probably win pretty easily. But with all these candidates, it seemed almost sure to go into a runoff. Mm -hmm. And then who knows what will happen. Although he did suggest that things would have to change dramatically for the mayor to have a chance on the runoff. There was 16% undecided, still in uh, the poll. And again, this is an early poll, and I think it had a margin of error of 4.5%. So take it for what it's worth, but it's what we have to talk about today. (laughs) Uh, And we've had runoffs before, so this is like not, this lineup to me does not look like something we have not experienced before, not with these people in particular, but with just kind of the um, 
the politics of people involved and the number of people involved, um, it's not unheard of. Right. And one of the things you pointed out to me, and since then it's been very interesting, is there seems to be maybe an organized effort by some of Suzanne LaFrance's supporters to try to get Chris Tuck out of this race. There was there were a couple of kind of op-eds, one in the newspaper, I think. One in ADN and one in the Beacon. Yeah. And okay. and they were well, you you've read them. They were interesting, I would They're, say. It, yeah, the um the in particular the one with um that was written in the Beacon was women who are standing with LaFrance and point out that we've never had a woman as a mayor. But beyond that, just they say that he is not qualified because he, of some of his politics in particular, when it comes to abortion issues. And there was also some unstated, and we won't go into it because it was unstated, and I don't even know what it was, but there was some innuendo that Chris Tuck is not the most, um, is not does not have the greatest opinion or dealings in his past with female colleagues and no, that's the Scott other, the Scott Kendall yeah, op-ed yeah and um, I don't know it struck me as a observer of politics that that was a kind of early warning shot across his bow that people might get more specific and more direct if he stays in this race it's Finch it's it's fascinating, too, when you look at, you know, they're already starting to have some of the parties to get the people excited and raise money. The people who are on the um, support list for La France versus the Chris Tucks of the world. And so, um, and even the Democratic Party, when they sent you an email the other day about who are they endorsing, was a strange, strangely worded email. Um, yeah, because what happened was the Alaska Democratic Party put out a, again, whatever you want to call it, a tweet and X, that uh, they had had an event where they were supporting and helping Chris Tuck. And I emailed the executive director saying, does this mean you've endorsed Chris Tuck? And when did that endorsement happen? And the email I got back was that they support Democrats and, and sort of suggesting that he was the only like registered Democrats, so that's who they were supporting, and maybe they would consider supporting other people similarly in the future. And I have noticed over the last couple of days that other people have, on the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, reached out to the Democratic Party mm -hmm. and also not gotten back fully clear answers as to what the party intends to do is this an official endorsement of chris tuck is it the only endorsement is it just expressing support for a fellow democrat and anyone else who's a fellow democrat could expect similar support it was it was interesting the way that that it was, was oddly worded and Steve. again it's like right now it seems as if the attention is on those two top names yeah and the polls the france and tuck and if this is going to be uh, a campaign where they are fighting for the non-Bronson vote and the main issue as of right now is going to be things related to women's issues, whether it's, and not that abortion is a women's issue, but things that are, that just seem to cut along the 
difference between him being a man and her being a woman, mm -hmm. whether it's time for a female chief executive in Anchorage, whether um, she will be a, a stronger supporter of abortion rights, uh, child care um, expenditures, things that... Um, and and again, just this sort of weird undercurrent that maybe Chris Tuck doesn't deserve your support as a progressive person. He's definitely the more mainstream yeah. Democrat. I would say I would say that. Yeah, and yeah. then we don't know. I mean, um, again, Bill Falsey's got nine percent without having uh, even announced. Yeah, he's a Democrat. You know, I guess that means. The way I read polls, that means people around town know him and enough. Yeah, he's a, he's a smart guy. Yeah. And Bill Pop is a guy who certainly the business community knows. Oh, he's, and, yeah, exactly. And he's, this is not the first time we've heard rumors about Bill Pop he, running for mayor. So I went to that luncheon. Oh, his farewell luncheon? His farewell luncheon. And he spoke about economic uh, successes and challenges moving forward in our community. And that was an interesting thing because the mayor was there too and the mayor spoke of pretty much only successes hmm. and those were things like low unemployment and some new development projects the port of alaska moving forward bill pop's take on it was more um yes we've had progress we have a lot of jobs available but we've got this demographic time bomb that there just aren't enough working age people in mm -hmm. anchorage to make the economy really successful and that that's an ongoing issue and that's related to housing costs and education yeah. issues. So he's sort of, one could say he was testing out some themes and at the end of his speech he said, I'm not going away. You'll oh, hear, did he? Yeah, oh, interesting. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll hear from me again. He certainly did not announce he was running for mayor, but people were wondering that. Usually, you know, when he gives he gives these luncheons, or AEDC does these luncheons once he, once or twice a year, and this one, I'm, I'm sad I didn't get to go, especially since it was his goodbye one, but I have always found the tone of those to be optimistic, yet realistic. So, you know, things are wonderful. We love this town. Here's our bright future, but also we do have these problems, you know, kind of. So I, I have... I have felt they were giving – he's always given things in an optimistic tone, but it was always with the truth out there as well of I, our of our hurdles. Yeah, I would say that that seemed to be what the way he did it this time. And it's interesting because you and I worked on a story a couple months ago about where are the future jobs mm -hmm. in Alaska and in Anchorage. And it's the same core issue here. The state's population is either shrinking a little bit or just kind of stable. But the problem is that there are not working age people moving to this state. Right. And so you have this odd paradox that whoever the next mayor is or the next anything political in this state has to deal with. And that is unemployment rate is low. Jobs are everywhere. But no one wants to come here right now to take mm -hmm. those jobs. And, and what are those jobs paying, too? That's another issue. And it also, there was a story this week about like building projects this yeah. year are way behind schedule because there's no, there aren't enough people to do the construction work. So that, that's an economic drag on a community. Because yeah. you can have a, a million open jobs, but also are they $10 an hour or are they a six-figure job, you know? 
And if you can't finish that new uh, hotel project because mm-hmm. there weren't people to put the hotel project up, mm-hmm. then the job growth slows. The uh, economic development created by the completion of the project doesn't get done in a timely way. And these are really difficult problems hard for a mayor to solve mm-hmm. the problem of why people are not coming to Anchorage anymore. Um, certainly housing costs, salary, all these things are part of it. And it, it will be a challenge for the next mayor, the economic challenge, whoever the whoever wins this. It's a hard job. And, and mm-hmm. Bill Pop made that clear in his... Um, his speech, whereas I would say the mayor understandably wanted to put a more positive uh, spin on things. And I think that's how you'll see this campaign play out. It's mm-hmm. going to be over. Everybody is talking about homeless po- uh, policies. It's going to be about that, and it's going to be about economic development. Yep. And if there's another issue, uh, you know, we'll see what that is. But <laughs> those are two bitty, pretty big ones. Those and, are massive, yeah. And they're laid out pretty clearly now. So, to your other issue, to Hmm. wrap it up, we do not know, we have not heard of any Republicans yet who are seriously considering jumping in the race to challenge Bronson. But do give a call if you are one of them and you would like to talk about it. (laughs) Please, the day you file those papers, you know who to call first. We will come over and talk to you. But until then, I think that's it for the pipeline this week yes thanks for listening and as always talk to us call us email us tweet at us x at <laughs> us whatever i gotta we gotta come up with a new it's a cooler name to something it's just weird thanks again 